Welcome to San Francisco Bay Area Live Music Podcast. I'm your host, Monique Lisa. This is Backline Chat. In today's episode, I chat with musician and actor J.C. Smith. I met J.C. 10 years ago, and I've followed his career throughout the years. J.C. has been a SF Bay Area Live Music supporter, and I truly want to reciprocate the kindness by chatting with him and sharing his story. J.C. has toured all over the world and has some fantastic stories to share. So please, take a listen to J.C. Smith. Well, welcome, J.C. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on your show. Oh, thank you for joining us. Hey, can you tell us a little bit about your music background? Yeah, sure. Basically, I, I never wanted to be anything except a musician. You know, when I was a kid, you know, I was born in 1955, so the era of rock and roll, and uh, my sister was like... 13 years older than me and she'd always stick me in front of the TV because she couldn't go out with their friends. They used to have a thing after school they'd go to called Record Hop and it came on before American Bandstand. So all the kids from school would go there, but she had to come home and watch me. So basically she would turn it on and watch her friends dance and get me up and dance. And then American Bandstand would come on and my, my mom would be home sometimes. And anytime like Chuck Berry or or somebody was on, you know, Elvis Presley or whoever, she'd stick me in front of the TV and I thought it was a really cool thing, you know? Yeah, that is a great story. Yeah, and so as time went on, you know, uh, my dad bought me a guitar because he played guitar, but I couldn't get lessons, so I messed around with it and it sat under the bed for probably 20 years or so. And uh, I actually became a drummer because in junior high school, I met this guy, Cubby Ingram. He was a drummer. His whole family were drummers in the seventh grade, and we started, you know, playing on desks. And one day I went over to his house and his brother's drum set was there he just got back off tour so he sat me down and showed me the cold sweat beat and i learned it really quick he goes let's start a band so in eighth grade we started a band uh called the legacy of soul and um you know we played all around san jose as as young kids 13 years old and stuff and um our last gig was college five campus at uc santa cruz which was really cool. Then, you know, I, I fell into some bad ways, you know, because uh, the, the times there was drugs and alcohol and I was started as a young man getting, you know, jacked up a lot. And then I met Tommy Castro because I started getting into rock and roll. Me and Tommy used to jam a lot, you know, when I was about 14. And then that stuff kind of took over my life for a long time. And I didn't play until after my mom died 11 years later and I started playing again. And I was in a punk band, believe it or not, because disco was kind of killing everything uh, as far as live music, as you know. And um, so punk was out, New Wave was starting to hit. And then so we started a, a, a punk trio called Revelation, The Shape of Rock to Come. <laughs> and we used to play like the Tower Saloon, the Wooden Nickel, the Stone in San Francisco. And, and I played drums for a long time and uh, got into a band, started a band called Tough City Band. We played around and and uh, then uh, after time went on, I decided, well, you know, maybe I need to get sober. So I did. Um, you know, I did the, the program thing, and um, Tommy Castro sponsored me. Then after 10 more years of playing sober, um, I felt the band wasn't going anywhere. I wanted to do something. I reinvented myself. I got a high-paying job, and I bought a guitar. And a friend of mine told me about this jam session in Oakland at the ANC, and it happened on Sundays. And so I go, well, if I'm going to learn how to play the blues, I'm going to go to the greasiest, darkest, dingiest place in Oakland where you find the real guys. And that's what I did. And I sought out this guy, Country Pete. And uh, so I played the two little songs that I know, a shuffle in A and a slow blues in G. And 
I finish and I sit down. He goes, why are you sitting down? I go, well, that's, that's all I got. I'm a drummer. I'm not a guitar player. And he goes, well, come back next week. So I started going every Sunday like I was going to church. And out of that was the birth of the J.C. Smith Band. It started in, in, uh, in Oakland, California, basically. Uh, a guy, Nicholas Nordstrom, asked me uh, about starting a band. I, I, same story. I'm a drummer. I'm not a guitar player. And he goes, well, you're a great front man. He goes, I play with you. And the, the bass player there, Billy, said, I play with you. What happened was uh, there was this guy, and he started a club called the Bathtub Gin and Blues. And he had wanted Back to Back, which was the band I was playing with at the time, to play there. And uh, Back to Back Blues Band, and uh, he, he couldn't really afford us. And I had talked to this guy, uh, Bernard Anderson, who was a sax player. And I just started asking, hey, would you, would you mind playing if I got a gig and stuff? And they go, yeah. So I told the guy, I go, well, look, if you book Back to Back on Friday and you book my other band on Saturday, he goes, what other band? He goes, well, this band, I'm playing guitar. And he goes, you're a guitar player? I go. I guess I am now, right? And so we booked the gig, and we had no rehearsal. We just played all the stuff we played at the jam sessions, and um, and we got over. People dug it, you know. I think people just showed up to see me fall on my face, you know. But it panned out, and then the next day, this is how things work when you're doing the right thing or you're, or you're following something that's gonna be. I was at Kaiser with my ex-wife. She was inside the pharmacy picking up something, and. Um, Bruce Labadee uh, called me, and at that time he was booking Montavo and um, and the winery. And he goes, uh, "So what are you doing?" I go, "I'm uh, I just I'm happy. I just played my first gig on guitar." He goes, "You a guitar player?" I go, "I guess I am now." And and uh, he says, "Do you want a gig?" And I said, "Yeah." He goes, "Well, you and Tommy are friends, aren't you?" I go, "Tommy Castro, I go, yeah, we grew up together." He goes, "Well, the show's almost sold out. It's in the carriage house and." Um, I'll give you the gig if you want it, but it only pays like $500. And I go, okay. <laughs> so I jumped on it and we played the gig. We got over and um, I had a standard from hanging out in Chicago a little bit of everybody dressing really nice. You know, um, the clothes were like from Pimps R Us or something. Everybody had to look super sharp and we got over and then um, I go, well, in order to do this, I got to cut a record. So we went in and we cut a record of covers. And I was working this job where I used a little bit of thievery and used their envelopes and stamps to mail out stuff all over the country. And I got a call from Mexico, uh, from Guadalajara, and they said they wanted us to come and play their International Blues Festival. So we got it together. They flew us out. We did that for 10 days, came back. And right after that, Bruce calls me again. He goes, hey, would you like to open for B.B. King? at the Fox Theater. And so I did that. And that's, that's what started the whole mess. Like you said, you know, things happen in our lives that are supposed to happen, especially when you put your passion into it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like you, you're a great vocalist. I love watching you work. You know, when I've gotten to see work is not much. I remember the first time you blew me away, I was down in um, San Juan Batista. And I was just out on a motorcycle ride and I walk in and you're on stage and you're tearing it up. And then also Richie is just a dynamic musician. So you guys get out to, to catch these guys you gotta you gotta see them they're awesome so hey jc why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, uh your tours i know you've uh, been all over the world and and you have some great stories yeah yeah i got i got lucky um the story about going to russia i mean it's it's a part of being in the right place at the right time i was playing in chicago with some friends of mine and my cousin willie big guy smith he was a drummer he used to play at muddy waters but he played harp and these guys I had saw, they were doing a tribute to Muddy Waters, and I saw them running around the festival, and um, then they end up showing up at our gig. 
And the guy said, I want to bring you to South America. It was just like that. And I'm like, okay, when? And so we talked about it. So he took Bob Strozier and Willie and Bob, uh, Bob Margolian first. And then I went and now I've done over 250 tours there. And the same token is I got called from some of the same guys cause I cut a DVD and I ended up going to Russia and then lo and behold, I ended up doing a couple hundred gigs in Eastern Europe and, and, you know, which can, uh, can, uh, Georgia, Armenia, Kazakhstan. And, and then, so the bad part is, is the war broke out on my last tour there. And, um, and then, so I, I had to get out and it wasn't easy coming home, but I made it. And it was right after I was on a high because I go to this island called Mystique. I've done it twice and I got to meet Mick Jagger and you know, all these different people. But, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of stories in there, but, you know, I would that would take three days. <laughs> Especially the Russia story. Yeah, it was, a, it, it was one of my favorite places to go. I met some great people. I met some good friends, outstanding musicians. And the FSB only asked about me once, which was nice. <laughs> When's your next tour? I leave uh, September 26th. I'm going back to South America and I'll be out for about six weeks. Um, I'm going to, I start down in Patagonia at the end of the world in El Calafate where the glaciers and stuff are. Do a couple of gigs there. Then I come back up to uh, Buenos Aires and I'll do about a week there. And then I'll go to a place called New Kin and it's down in Patagonia, but on the other side. And I'll be there for about a week, and then I come back again, and then I'm going going to Mont, uh, Montevideo, uh, Uruguay, and I'm gonna actually record a song with the uh, with the band that's there. What I've done on my last tour um, in Spain and South America, I recorded down in Patagonia, one of the bands I play with. I recorded two in um, Buenos Aires, or two songs in Buenos Aires, and another tune in uh, Vigo, Spain. And I'm putting all that stuff on. People always ask what the band sound like, you know, everywhere and with the musicianship. So I put together, I'm putting together this record. And, and so now I haven't released it, which is cool because I'm going back. And, and my tour manager says, why don't you just record with these guys? Record a tune. So I call them. They set up a studio. They're all ready to go. So on the 25th, I'll be recording with them of October. Then I'll spend my birthday there. And then I'll go to Chile for the last week. I'll be in um, Santiago, Chile. So it sounds like in South America, they're really into the blues. The Rolling Stones and the blues. You know, some of their cover bands are just outstanding. They have a band called Majestales, and they are like the South American Rolling Stones' favorite band. And a lot of guys like Jimmy Ripp, he's a friend of mine. He was in Mick Jagger's band when he split, and he lives down there. And he comes out and plays with me when I'm there. And, and you know, they really dig the old stuff, you know. Um, like Bob Strozier, he's like... God, I think Bob's 98 right now or something. And he just got a bunch of awards, but he's like a god in Brazil, you know. They bring him down and he plays. And, you know, blues are popular all over the world. In Mexico, it's a little more underground, but, you know, people come out, the crowds pack the place, and they, they love to hear the blues, and and that's cool. American music, you know. It's funny about the Stones, though, because their fan I mean, you can't say a bad thing about the Stones in Argentina. I was I was watching the Cuba Libre tour, and they showed parts of Argentina with the with the bands and stuff. It's pretty cool. Well, it's pretty cool that you got to meet Mick Jagger too. Yeah, really nice guy. I was freaked out the first time I met him because uh, you know we're playing this island. I go, ah, yeah, maybe I will. And, I, and Joe Lewis Walker is a good friend of his, and so I remember I was sitting on a bench. I just finished playing, 
And then we go to this cocktail party later. He goes, man, I got a great picture of you and Mick. I go, what? I haven't even seen him. He goes, he was standing right behind you. I go, what? And so he was standing like maybe to where your refrigerator is, about three feet away talking to Joe. And Joe didn't see me and wanted to introduce me. So he goes, well, he's going to be here Saturday. So what happened is, is we're playing this gig on the beach this day. And and uh, Joe comes running off the stage. and go, uh-oh, he broke his string or something. I grab my guitar and he goes, no, put that down. He goes, look, there's Mick right there. Go introduce yourself. He knows you are. He, he thinks you're great. I go, get out of here. He goes, no, he likes your playing. So I walk up to him and he's talking to his girlfriend. I'm standing behind him. Turns around, I go, hi, Mr. Jagger, I'm J.C. Smith. He goes, oh, man, he grabs my hand. Then he hugs me. And I'm like, what the hell? Mick Jagger's got his arms around me. <laughs> and I go, I got to tell you uh, a couple of things. And I'm like shaking, you know, a little bit. And because um, I'm, I'm a big Stones fan. And so he, uh, I go, you know, I want to thank you for everything you did doing, you know, blues music and giving credit to the blues players. And, and I'll tell you, everything I learned about stage presence was from you. And he goes, get out of here. I go, hey, man, I'll tell you, I've been to every show since 81 except Steel Wheels. And they went, what? And he hugged me again. <laughs> and I go, can we take some pictures? So Matthew took some pictures as one of his keyboard players. And, and then I walked away. Then the next year, which was last year, I came up and he wasn't supposed to be there. They're releasing an album now. There's a Stones thing for you. They're releasing a new album. When I was there, they were mixing it in Barbados and they were talking about it. So uh, the album's going to be on Jimmy Fallon. They're going to do a, they're going to do a, um, um, not a live cast. What, what do we call that? Like a Zoom kind of thing or, a, uh, you know, and they're going to show it on Jimmy Fallon, I think, tomorrow night. But um, when I met him this last time, I mean, we were just like really friendly and he was really nice to me and he talked about us. And then uh, his organ player, Matthew Clifford, actually played with us, uh, a couple of tunes played with me. So, Yeah, I, I would assume that most of most rockers are down to earth people. He is nothing like he's really shy. And um, he's genuine, and if he likes you, he's cordial. You know, he gets bombarded with people, and he gets, you know. But people there on the island, because he lives there, they don't, or he has three, a few houses there, they don't mess with them and stuff. Right, right. Well, that's a great story. Yeah. That's my biggest one. <laughs> so do you have any upcoming shows where our listeners can see you live? Yeah, I got a couple of things. I got one this Saturday on the 9th. Um, we're doing, uh, we're playing at this car show, um, that's set up for, uh, it benefits veterans and what have you. So, you know, they raise money and they got some really cool cars. It's in Hayward, downtown Hayward. If anybody gets out or if this goes out before then, and, uh, we'll be on from three to five. And then I'm playing at, uh, Mama Ken. That's a really cool place. And you should see about booking it. And I'll put in a good word for you with Andrew. And, um, it's uh it used to be cafe stretch downtown and uh they've changed the room a lot it's set for live music and got a great sound man and the food's good and it's on first street and it's uh kitty corner from the california theater so it's between san salvador and san carlos in downtown san jose downtown san jose on first street and what day are you playing there i'm playing saturday the 16th and downbeat is at nine o'clock September 16th. Yeah, so come on out. Okay. Yeah. And um, it's a really, really cool gig. And then, you know, um, I, I've been looking for something to do because I got into acting, so I had to take some time off. And we've been shooting some films here. And, and so we just uh, wrapped and put one in post-production now called Ranger. And um, so, you know, I couldn't take gigs because of filming schedules. And so I, uh, 
uh, my friend Yoshi was playing this little hole in the wall called the note. And now Steve is one of the guys that started me and Chris and all those guys. When we first started out, he had a place called the three plus one. So we'd always show up there and we could play. And so I go in and I listen to him talk trash to me and I book the gig and that, and I play there every Sunday until I leave. So the next couple of weeks, uh, oh, a, and it's a jam session from, um, six until nine thirty. And that's the note on Capitol Avenue in Milpitas. Yep. Nice. Um, so is, do you have a website or social media presence that we can uh, share with our listeners? Yeah, sure do. Uh, so it's jcsmithband.com. Uh, and also on my Facebook, just like under Big J, Little C Smith, or the J.C. Smith Band. I prefer you to use the J.C. Smith Band because I got too many friends. Um, and the band site's good. It keeps you updated with everything. My website has to be updated because I've been lazy. Um, but that's the thing of being a one man show. You know how that goes, right? I do. And, uh, so yeah, and there's that. And then if anybody wants, wants to look at any of the film stuff, they, uh, my IMDB is JC Smith, one uh, V, which would be four, I guess. So, so yeah, they can, you can check out some clips and, and some of the stuff that's in post-production right now. So is there anything in the future that you want to, you know, touch on as far as like your acting, your touring, your playing music, learning new instruments, or, or you did learn a new instrument? Is there anything else? Well, you know, I just got to try to be genuine as I can, you know. Um, I've gotten a little popular, and so it's kind of weird sometimes for me, but that's kind of cool. I, if I didn't have it, I'd be wishing, you know. Um, but the film thing is, is really something because it challenges me. So if you are a musician, try to do something else that kind of challenges your creativity. It doesn't have to be, you know, work or whatever, just something like people want to write books. People want to, you know, learn an instrument. People want to learn management, you know, uh, just do it. And, and there's no way of learning it except for by doing it you know people can tell you anything in the world i mean i'm really impressed with what you're doing right now and what's it's going to be two years two years we already hit two year mark august yes and we have a showcase coming up uh, november 11th yeah and i'll have to give you the word on that i know i've been invited to play um i know i i, I tentatively get back the 7th or the 8th of november so so yeah, it might work out. But if you got a spot for me still. We'll make a spot. <laughs> well, I want to thank you, JC, for uh, joining us today and sharing all these great stories. And we wish you much success in the future. Oh, so man. thank you so much. Well, thank you. And it's people like you that keep us going and, and it keeps you going too. So I support you. Anytime you can go out and see Cadillac Zach, go do it. And, uh, you know, if you guys want to stop by and see me sometime, you're more than welcome. And, and oh, thank, thank you. you. Thank you for having me. And, and, and Richie, you're awesome. But is Cadillac Jack? I said that again, didn't I? I think he's down in L.A., right? Oh, that's right. He yeah. books all this stuff. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Cadillac, Cadillac Zach. Jack. So we'll give him a shout out, right? Think of Daniels. Yes, yes. Jack Daniels, yes. Cadillac Jack is a tequila drinking iguana who drives a Cadillac. Nice. So I'm really sorry about mispronouncing your name, and that's bad, bad form. So don't forget to go see him. And what's your name again? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you again. All right. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Bye. If you like what you hear on this podcast, please download, follow, and subscribe to our YouTube channel and podcast. 
All the information is listed in the description box below.